You're listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast, discussing all aspects of precision and long-range rifle shooting. This episode is brought to you by Impact Dynamics, advanced training for the precision shooter. And now, over to your hosts. All right, so um, I'm here with Regina Milkovich, the uh, legend herself. Hello. Regina, congratulations on an excellent match. Thank you. And you, um, now how did you go? You tell us how you went. Oh, I shot like absolute garbage. (laughs) Somehow I pulled off 31st. I did not expect that. And that's out of 140 people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is uh, very impressive. Um, Anywhere top 50 is probably pretty good. But 31st, and you won won the ladies competition as well. I did. I did. Smashed it. Top for the match and top for the season. Yeah, well done, well done. And so, um, you're are you changing next year? Something or this this year? I guess we're in. I am. Um, I can officially announce that I will be shooting for Team Surgeon. Oh, fantastic! That's and and um, and so what does that mean? So you're changing guns over to surgeons, and you? I'll be. Um, I've been on Team Defiance for a long time, so I'll be switching all my actions over to surgeons, yep. and um, surgeon will be chambering my rifles. Yeah. So it's my 2016 was my last year shooting for Spartan Precision. Yeah. So. Wow. And so you um, and so pretty excited about the move to surgeon. I am. Yeah. I am. Absolutely. It's actually the only team I would ever consider shooting for. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah, they make some pretty nice stuff. So equipment-wise, it's going to be pretty sorted out. Yes. Yeah, but good people as well. Yes, um, I'm actually more excited about having um, teammates to talk to rather than yeah, right. just a couple of people around the country that have similar gear. Now I'll actually have a team. So yeah, cool. So, so Team Surgeon has quite a few shooters. Yes. Yeah, brilliant, and and good support network with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. And you're you're really active in promoting the sport, and we see on your Facebook page that you're really sort of trying to get more and more people involved. I am. Yeah, and how uh, have you seen a good increase, people taking up on the offer? I think so. Yeah. Um, we've got a couple more ladies in the Phoenix area that I've been working with. That's what we need. And I answer every Facebook message that I get personally. I noticed that. So <laughs> yeah. I get lots of random questions. Yeah. Um, not so much with the advice anymore. Now I get to give the advice and they actually listen. <laughs> so Yeah. <laughs> So, oh, very good. good. Now, congratulations today. You shot, I saw you uh, shoot a number of stages. You shot very well. And um, I think you just seem to keep a very cool head the entire time, uh, which is a huge part of it, I think. Is that, is, does that seem right to you? I had one stage where I had a little mini meltdown afterwards. But, uh, I didn't um, see that one then. No, I try not to let anybody see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're such an advocate for the sport, and it's so good to have um, a particularly female shooter but who is pushing it so hard and being uh, so sort of driven to drive the sport further and present a really positive role model. So Thank you. From Australia, we see that. And uh, and for those who are not following Regina's Facebook, make sure you do uh, because there's some really positive messages on there and some also really practical advice. Thank you. Thank you very much for your time. <laughs> We're getting harassed here. <laughs> uh, he's Canadian. It doesn't matter. I don't have to listen to what he says. Terrific, Regina. Enjoy the rest of the night. Thanks. All right, Rusty here, and I'm with John Filman. How are you, John? I'm good. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm doing really well, mate. Hey, I know you didn't want to chat to me on the podcast, but you've been a bit of a legend of the bloke this weekend, and you have shot sensationally well. I don't know about legend, but uh, <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. I, I had a good weekend. So this is your third PRS event. 
Yes, sir. Yeah, and uh, and how did you end up coming today in your uh, tactical division? I was I was lucky enough to finish in third place today. Third in tactical. Well yes, sir. done. That's Thank um you. that's that shows you got a good hist- a good uh, future in front of you. I'm pretty fortunate coming from Arizona. I got some really good people to train with with Regina Milkovich and uh, Tim Milkovich, uh, and I'm very fortunate to have good gear. So. Yeah, fantastic, mate. And and what's your history with guns? You because you run a gun shop or something similar? Uh, yes, sir. I own a gun shop, uh, Chambered USA in Goodyear, Arizona. Yeah. But my uh, my shooting background comes from Alaska. I'm from Alaska, so I grew up hunting and, and fishing and all outdoor stuff. So when I met Tim and Regina, it kind of transferred over. They told me I need to start doing long range stuff, and uh, I got bit by the bug. <laughs> that that happens to a lot of us, I think, right? And so you when did you start PRS? This uh, 2016 sometime. Uh, yes, sir. My first match was in June at Silence for Co. Quite right. Wow. And yeah. uh, I had a couple club matches before that, and Tim talked me into going up there to Utah with him, and, and that started it all for me. And and here you are coming third at the uh, finale in the uh, tactical division. Absolutely. So you're going to be shooting a lot more this year then? Or you uh, yeah, I'm going to uh, the Open Division this next year. Oh, wow. Start, yep. Starting in two weeks at the at the Bushnell Brawl. Um, I'm going to be shooting prime ammo. They're 6'5", so I'll be, I'll be running that all this year. Brilliant. So those those listening who may not know the difference, tactical division is based around three oh eights and two two threes. Yes, sir. And so you you were shooting a three oh eight, I'm guessing. Yep. And what have you moved across to, or will you move across to to go into open? Uh, I'll be running a six five Creedmoor. Yep. Yeah. Very good. What what um you're get, you're getting photographed by the way. I know. Doing this. I know. You're a celebrity now, John. <laughs> you've, you've placed at a PRS event. Yeah, I, I get. I guess <laughs> I'm a big deal now. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> John's got a killer beard, by the way, and you guys know how much we appreciate beards on the podcast. Um, and, and what are you putting together for that, that rifle? What's um, I'm fortunate enough to uh, have some really good people that are helping me out. Uh, Jay Allen, Lisa Jones at Jay Allen, yep. uh, running their, their stocks. And then I'll be, I'm running a Surgeon Action with really? a Hawk Hill barrel. And then uh, we'll be running the 6.5 Creedmoor Prime Ammo through it. Yeah, very good, mate. Well, and, then obviously, and obviously running the, the Vortex uh, Razor Gen 2 Optic on there. So You are going to be unstoppable ne- this year. I hope so. So I wish you all the best, mate. It's been wonderful to meet you and to hang out with you. Same and here. also hooking me up for, with a, uh, a um, game changer. Absolutely. As well. I'm looking forward to getting back to using that up. And I can't wait to come to Australia and shoot a match too. So oh, We fun. look forward to having you out here. Thanks very much for your time, John. Awesome. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Guys, I'm here with Matt Gervais from Team AI, uh, Accuracy International. He's a team captain, just to talk him up a fair bit. How are you, Matt? How you doing? I'm doing all right. Just yeah. finished the finale and, uh, yeah, just trying to take it all in. How'd it, how'd it go for you? Pretty good, pretty good. I learned a lot. Um, you know, just as long as I learn something every time I go out, um, yeah. the better I feel about it. And uh, our guys did well. Yeah. I, I did okay. You know, I had some... Uh, some troubles day one, but I followed up with a good, strong day two, and I uh, feel good about it. Very good, and, and I, I was watching you guys as a, as a team, and um, I guess for some people listening, they might think of team as being in like a team event, so two shooters yep. supporting each other through the event, but it, it's not that. It's an individual competition. How, how does the team side of thing work? Well, the, the team comes together. We try to support each other the best we can. Uh, Share tactics and new new tech that we can. Um, try to bring as much um, tips and tricks to the to the group as possible, and uh, try to support each other the best way we can in an individual sportsmanship uh, event. So, 
Yeah, I certainly saw that, that you guys as a team were often sort of chatting and supporting and, yeah. and talking. It must be good to have that support network despite it being an individual it competition. Is. It yeah. is. It is. It takes uh, it takes a very uh, somewhat lonely event and yeah. turns it into a fully team event. And, uh, you know, we know after each of each uh, each stage that each other are there to support and uh, – Everything's a learning experience. Everything is learning experience. Yeah, <laughs> isn't it just? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And did you enjoy the match? A, lo- a lot of guys have said it was pretty hard. Absolutely. After doing uh, three different finales, this one, everyone has its really its its own um, a, uh, own environment, yep. own learning experience. Uh, we shot the Lone Star finale in 2014. Yep. We shot Tatch B in 2015, and here we are, FDW 2016. And uh, truly, it's everyone is a completely new environment, new learning experience, and it, it continues to build on what has been learned from the years before. Yeah, brilliant. And, and I, I noticed a lot of shooters have said with the challenges this time around were actually quite hard. It was quite small targets and such. It, it continues to become harder and harder, but it also is growing with the field of shooters. As the field of shooters becomes more and more experienced yeah. uh, and better versed in what we're shooting, yeah. um, you find the finale is, is exponentially harder. That's what you've got to do because what we saw today and exactly. yesterday was the top, the cream of the crop, the best shooters. Exactly. You have to continually, uh, continually adapt to the shooter's field yeah. and uh, continue to adapt to their skill level and to continue to challenge them in the finale. Yeah. And uh, that has been very well shown that, this year happened? for 2016. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Did you have a, a favorite stage at all, Matt, or, you, or anything particularly liked? I, to be honest with you, I really don't have a f- uh, favorite stage. Um, I felt like I was in a learning environment for every stage. <laughs> yeah. So they're all tough. Yeah, yeah. I- exactly. Each one has its own flair. Each one had his own um, level of technical difficulty, yeah, yeah. and each one stressed a different skill that each shooter should have. Yeah, that's brilliant. Um, it was very well-versed. That's brilliant. When you get such diversity within the course, exactly. that, it, that no one who's good at one thing can really dominate. Exactly, exactly. And you don't want to stress too many different skills in one stage for a shooter. Yeah, yeah. You want to be able to exploit the weaknesses that they may have for each skill in each discipline and and try to push that yeah. so that you can determine who really is at the top. And yeah. that's what this finale did. Oh, brilliant, mate. Well, Matt, I'm glad you enjoyed it. It was good to meet you and uh, I'm, I was impressed by how Team AI conducted themselves. It was really Thank good you. to see that team aspect. Because there's, there's some teams, but you don't. I, I haven't seen it quite to the extent you guys did. So that was really, really amazing to see, particularly today I saw it. Thank you very so, much. Appreciate it. Have a good time here. and enjoy the rest of the night. Absolutely. Cheers, Thank mate. you. <laughs> Cheers. I'm here with Tim Milkovich, and you've, uh, we've just on the uh, finished up the PARS finale. How'd you go, Tim? I had a fun match. I, I didn't do as well as I wanted to, but yep. it was a fun match anyways. You really enjoyed it? I did. It was a good time. We've had a few guys say that it's been a pretty challenging competition this time around. It was very challenging. We had a lot of a lot of natural terrain we shot off of. There was a lot of wind, some smaller targets, so it was yeah. a bit of a challenge. I've heard the smaller targets has been quite a uh, 
Uh, well, not not a complaints at all, but just a, a real challenge. Yeah, definitely not complaints. It's just as the guy who can keep the steadiest and uh, read the wind the best. So the best shooter then. The the, exactly the what it was. The best shooter won. But I, I see a lot of com- camaraderie uh, going on at this sort of event. Yeah, there is. Yeah, and you've, you've found... How long have you been shooting this sort of competition? Uh, I've been shooting PRS-style matches for about seven years now. Yeah, right. That's that's a fair while. Yeah. Yeah, And you obviously thoroughly enjoy them to keep keep coming back. I do. I used to shoot a, a bunch of uh, three-gun and Ipsic, and uh, I just found that the, the PRS-style matches offered a different challenge that I was uh, really looking forward to. And good people? Great people. I mean, after, after the matches, look at parties that kind of go on and the well, camaraderie and food and it's good times so we're sitting here with probably about 20 odd people uh, in the room all making a lot of noise and we're trying to have a chat but that's uh, that's it's good to see so many different people and different from what i can tell by the shirts different teams absolutely a bunch of different teams uh, a bunch of guys that are are maybe not be affiliated with any teams but guys that we've shot with at other matches and they're just good fun people to hang out with yeah they're, they're, they're even better people to shoot with because they're just everybody's just friendly in this sport yeah it certainly seems that way and I, I got a lot of that sense over this weekend it's been amazing to be sort of a part of it and and it, you know I've, I've done a little bit of arrowing the other guys have done a lot of arrowing but right. for me to observe and see all the stages and lots of people has been uh, quite an experience to see. Are yeah. you shooting this next year? I will be. I'll this be, year, I guess? Yeah, I'll be shooting in 2017 again uh, with my wife. We yep. shoot kind of as a team. Yeah, we had uh, chat to her before. Yep. She does some amazing things for the sport, doesn't she? She she is a wonderful person and a great shooter. She mm. usually beats me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, if you're going to lose to someone, that's probably something pretty. Yeah, good you know, and, and I, I'm not, I'm not ever mad about it because no. I, you know, it's I trained her, so <laughs> you know. So you're so taking she, the credit. Is that I'll, I'll take, I'll take a lot of it, but then again, there's a lot of other guys that. <laughs> she's, uh, she's looking at you at the moment. She, yeah. Oh yeah. She, of course. She just stop. <laughs> uh, a bunch of the other guys in the club helped train her, and other people gave her advice. And she's a good listener, and she's a, a good learner. So she's really progressed well in the sport. Yeah, it's, it's very good. It's good to have good ambassadors within the sport. Absolutely. And uh, I've, I've found you. You've been very welcoming to us. Unknown Aussies who've come over here and uh, been really good to chat with you. And, uh, and you know, the, the support we're getting from the guys over here uh, has been amazing. Good, it's good. Been, uh, you know, and it doesn't matter where somebody's from. If we all have the same kind of passion, yeah. we're all friends. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very good. And so what, what do you hope to do this year? Or just you, you're shooting it for a good time? Uh, you know, I'm shooting on a you know a new team this year, um, so I'm going to be working on some calibers with uh, new guns and new barrels, and hopefully I can uh, you know do a little bit better here in 17 than I did in this yeah. last season. So who who are you shooting for? Can you tell us what you're doing with calibers? Or uh, I, sure, absolutely. So uh, myself and my wife will be shooting for Team Surgeon this year. Yep. Um, I also shoot Proof Research Barrels. Mm-hmm. So I'll be shooting six Creedmoor, six five Creedmoor. And then my practice rifles, I have a 223 and a 308. Yep, yeah. And then the um, the proof research barrels, have you have you been shooting them, or is that something fresh for this? Brand year? new. I just got them about oh, three or four days ago, actually. Oh, right. So you haven't really spent much time with them. I haven't put a single round down range, but I'm waiting until as soon as we get back because <laughs> i got a match in two weeks I need to bring them to. Yeah, right. That's the Bushnell Brawl? Is it is, right? yes. Yeah, okay. Where's that held? That's going to be down in Kingsville, Texas. Okay. So not too far from here? It's about three hours from here. It's going to be at Rifles Only. Okay. And a great yeah. facility. I've been there several times. Yeah. 
Yeah, it certainly uh, has got a very good reputation for excellent training. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, besides range. besides the barrels and, and the uh, the surgeon rifles I'm going to be shooting, yeah. um, I also shoot for U.S. Optics. I've been with them for seven years now, and wow. I'll be looking forward to shooting a new B-series scopes. Yeah, okay, because we don't hear a huge amount about U.S. Optics in Australia. Um, can you tell us much? You've been with them for a number of times. I've been with them for time. about almost seven years, uh, so I'm I'm been on their team the longest. Yeah. So I'm kind of now their team captain for the Precision yeah. Series. There you go. And the new big series scopes are quite a bit different than the um, older models that they made, which are now going to be discontinued to make basically just all B series. And uh, really looking uh, forward to trying them out. I've seen them at the SHOT Show. I haven't had one personally sent to me, but that's going to be a few weeks away also. Okay. Probably about three weeks they'll send me one. Because they're known for being very robust. Yes, they're, they're a very solid scope. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're relatively expensive scope. Yeah, yeah. Top quality. Top yeah, they're, they got great glass. Um, you know, the they have a, a different set of reticles that you can choose from. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of like the Horse H59 reticles. And now the new Trimmer 3, I'm going to take a look at that, the T3s. Yeah, gotcha. And, uh, learn how that scope or how that reticle works and see if I might put one of those in the scope. Yeah, very good, very good. So you shoot a H59? I do. Yeah, good. I've, I've got one of them and really haven't haven't spent the time to master them. But the uh, the reputation they have is that when you spend the time with them. you you got to learn it. Um, yep. I like, I mean, whatever we all starts out, we all start out with a scope that only has... Yeah, you know, half mil increments, and yeah. to me that leaves too much open space. And I'm one of those guys that likes a ton of stuff in my scope. Yeah. The more stuff in my scope, the more information, the better it is for me. Yeah. But not for everybody. But I, I like it because it just it, I get to see how things work in there, and I don't like a target floating out in space if I have to do a holdover and a wind call mm. where I can actually put it on a subtension line. Yeah, absolutely. And, and what got you into shooting seriously? Uh, I spent a lot of time in the military, and it's, you know, when I got out of the military, I, I just really enjoyed shooting, mm. even though it's a different style of shooting, obviously. Yeah, of course. And uh, I've been shooting competitively now for almost 30 years of some type of sport or uh, another. Yeah, right. So you've done a bit of everything. Yeah, I've done IPSC, IDPA, three gun, pistol silhouette. So I've done <laughs> a lot of stuff. And, then, you know, it's just they're fun games. I just enjoy them. And, and is, is PRS. The, the the one you've enjoyed the most, or is it just up there with you know it's it's an, another good option that you're doing at the moment? Oh, it's a great new option at the moment. You know, I said about seven years, and it's just you know you, I've done one game for a long time, and something else comes around, and yeah. you know it's just kind of like the new shiny toy that <laughs> I get to play with now. Testing new skills though, testing yeah. a whole different. Oh yeah, and it's I, I like it because it makes me think a lot because of the environmentals and the wind. Yeah, yeah, which is. What gets most of us? Exactly. Anybody can lay on their belly and shoot targets, but when <laughs> now when you're shooting off of a platform or a rock or a, a wall or out of a vehicle or a strap or a strap, <laughs> you know, at small targets at you know six, seven hundred yards away, that's only a six or eight inch target. It makes yeah. it quite challenging. Absolutely, absolutely. But Tim, thank you very much for your time. Great to talk to you. Good. And uh, we wish you the best of luck for 2017 with. Surgeon Rolfers. Awesome. Thank you and, very much. Uh, we hope to speak to you again sometime in the future. I hope so. Give me a call. Cheers, mate. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. So I'm here with, uh, well, with Special Greg's next to me. How are you, Special Greg? G'day. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. And uh, over here, uh, we have Wade. Now, Wade is one of the owners of PRS. How are you, Wade? I'm doing good. Thank you. Yeah, very good. And next to me is also Floyd, one of the uh, range officers from today. Today. And yesterday. And today and yesterday. And the day before, I guess, as well. How are you, Floyd? 
Good, doing good. Very good. So, guys, we've uh, we've wrapped up the PRS finale for 2016 in 2017. Uh, however, that works. Um, are you wait? Are you happy with it? How'd it go? Um, I, I feel like it went pretty well. Um, the weather turned out good for us, and uh, we were at the FTW Ranch, an awesome place to shoot, mm. and uh, awesome people helped us put the match on, and uh, I felt like everything went pretty well. Yeah, it was a good. Floyd, what about yourself, mate? You were pretty active out there on stages. How did you find it? I enjoyed it. FTA, uh, that FTW Ranch is pretty cool. I'd like to be out there a little bit on my own playing around, maybe <laughs> ride motorcycles and shooting. Whatever I can shoot. Both at the same time, probably. Yeah. 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 At the same time. Good. Pistols, too. Setting up your stage this morning, I was uh, putting out the spotting scope for the pig target, and what should happen to run past a mob of pigs? <laughs> yeah. A I, mob we've of seen pigs. a few out there. That's fairly you know, uncanny. We, we um, call it a mob of pigs in Australia. What would you call it, Wade? A herd. A herd. A herd, a herd of, of hogs or something like that. Is it right? No, well, I don't think it's right. I'm going but, with mob. But we're in Texas, so um, <laughs> we drink sweet tea here in Texas. Normally we call it movers yeah. on the stage. Son, you're in America. That there's a herd of hogs. All right, well, the mob pigs, that's, that was a good one. Very good. And so how many shooters do we have, Wade? I'm sorry. How many, how many shooters did we have? We had a hundred and... Approximately 140 shooters here. Yeah, wow. Yeah. That was, uh, we had, we had uh, the top 75 in the country, and then we had the top shooters that in tactical and uh, production division as well as top um, junior, senior, mill-LE, and uh, a few shooters that, that uh, qualified through the uh, regional qualification method. Yeah, so quite a vast selection of people out there, and it was, uh, yes, sir. It was good. We. Sorry, Floyd, are you going to say something? No, all right. I was um, really impressed by the way it all it ran. And like I clockwork. Think, yeah, it was really smooth to see. And, and I think a big credit um, not only to putting it all together and organising it, but to the ROs. They just, Especially the ROs. Yeah, absolutely. Except that Australian ROs, they were not so great. But the, the American ROs were very good. And, um, <laughs> and Greg, especially Greg's not so happy with me now. Sorry, mate. Um, I'm including myself in that. Mm. Mate, you didn't even, mate, we didn't even see you. You were walking around with a camera. Okay? I rode Mark for and I were doing minutes. the real work. I rode for right? 10 minutes. Mark and I were doing the real work. All you were right. doing the paparazzi yeah, work. Back to, back to Floyd. I, I, I like to see the arrows take complete control of the, the stages and just run with it and make it work. I, I was wonderful to see. Yeah, we tried all we could to get Floyd jammed up over on stage six yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> but we just couldn't seem to get it done. We 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 come close, but we come close. We kept piling them in there. <laughs> Everybody gets a little upset at times because we rush them a little bit, get them rolling, and you know, yeah, thank that, you. The, the brass scenario. Th they clearly understand that you know we're yeah. on the clock all the time. The master directors are on the clock just as well as the shooters on the clock. So it's important to get that clockwork literally ticking together and so uh, once the flow gets going everybody sees what's going on yeah. piece of cake shooters roll with it they do a good job that's good Wade, did you have a favorite stage from the comp competition um probably my favorite stage on the competition was the uh um the rim the rim troops stage right which was that what, uh, what the rim troop stage was five targets yep. that were shot left or right 
but they were spaced almost 180 degrees apart for the shooter. Wow. And we specifically arranged the targets so that the first four were, the, the backdrop was obstructed by brush so that you wouldn't be able to see, a, see an impact if you missed. Mm -hmm. You shot one shot at each from left to right for five. We, we left the far right target to where you could see impacts. It was in bare ground but then you had to immediately transition back over 90 degrees and shoot it again. This was back um, on day one, that up is on Hog one. Hill, correct? That, yes. And what yep. sort of distance was that they were? Um, they were eight to 900-ish. So what you're saying is just really mean and you enjoyed it. That's exactly <laughs> right. That <laughs> was that cruel man. Was that the, uh, Wade, was that the target that we set up viewing that had the three-quarter obscurity? Um... When it was you okay, and I yeah, out there working that, on it? That's right. Yeah, the the backdrop okay. was obscured on the yeah. first four. It started, the far left limit was at the windmill, and yeah. uh, the far okay. right target was the that been fun to shoot. on the ball. That would have been fun to shoot. Yeah. And then, of course, once they got the wind call from that fifth target, from being able to see where the backdrop, if they did miss it, it was the incorrect wind call for the other four targets anyway because it was a different direction. That's, yeah. that's right. So, so if they... They got a, if they got a good call initially, they could make that transition and make all the shots. But if they didn't have a good wind haul call coming into it, then they pretty much couldn't find their ass with both hands. <laughs> and what about you, Floyd? Did you have a favorite or did you uh, enjoy the ones you were on? Um, well, tell, I, us, tell us both the ones you were on. Were I, didn't get to shoot, I didn't get to shoot in some of them. Um, the ones I were on were all right. I did like day two with... Um, the deer hunter, what was it, dream? Deer hunter's dream. Deer hunter's dream. Tell us about I, it. Take I did it enjoy that one. Ran the tripod the first day. That was okay. I didn't get to see most of the other stages. But today, we kind of called it like the oh shit box or, you know, some F-bombs in there because <laughs> um, as the guys would run up, run us get up the there. Stage. Run so us the stage. <clears throat> you've got a deer blind, a huge deer blind. It's like an eight by eight. It's like luxury condo for deer blinds and for us. And we should probably clarify what that is because some <laughs> of the Australian guys may not be yeah. familiar with that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think the hunters would have a fair idea, but yeah, yeah the deer blind is it's just... It's a an, box on a ladder. Yeah, it's literally an elevated box with a with a view out over, you know, 360 degrees yep. um, that, you know, allows you to see across the terrain. Gets gets you up over the terrain and the grass and that sort of thing. Yeah. So, um, uh, did you set that up, Wade? I did. I mean, for the most yes, part. So, Wade, Wade had a good idea and we enjoy the kind of targets that actually mimic a hunting situation. So the great thing here was, yeah, it's not always right over a feeder or something. You get to the window and guess what? You got a target, you got an animal, you got something you're shooting for. It's at an angle crossways out the window. It's not perfect. So we, he had set him up a pig at 808 yards. So uh, that was their first target three shots at that then they would pan down at about the eight o'clock position to a 500 yardish target and shoot a coyote coyote number one three shots at that so you've got wind coming maybe left to right there then you have to come out of the window turn almost 180 degrees yeah. and shoot coyote number two so your wind is opposite or something similar and uh and different terrain as well. So exactly, and inevitably, most of the most of the shooters would come up the ladder, get in, get the first shot off, get the second shot off, and, and uh, you'd hear the curse word. 
<laughs> or they would forget something. It's kind of funny because it happened all day long. Yeah. And we had shooters. We had shooters that ran eight shots out of nine and had ten seconds left. Yeah. And we had shooters that timed out on the very first target. Yeah. So wow. that no level, one, no one cleaned it. No one. Nobody cleaned it. So that's, that, that's, that's, that's surprising. The actually, of a tough stage. So. Yeah, it yeah. definitely is. It's, it's surprising actually. Yes, it was, uh, I, I think we both had a crack at that, didn't we? Oh, Special yeah, we break? did. Yeah, we did. Um, I got yeah. all the shots off, and I hit dirt every single time. Yes, you so, did. One hundred percent hit right. That's some dead dirt right there. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> dead dirt. Right. And and what was the one you were on yesterday? That was the RRS tripod. Really, right stuff. Tripods. Uh, we set three tripods up that the shooters couldn't. They could not move them or adjust them. So it'd be more like a simulated. Um, you walk up maybe in a hunting scenario for me where you'd have to take a standing shot but you yep. had a little support then maybe a kneeling shot with some support then a sitting shot uh with some support um big target but high stress for time lots of rocks mm -hmm. so very inconveniently located <laughs> and uh, we were very convenient. But hey, <laughs> yeah, inconveniently located. Wade's really inconveniently inconvenient. <laughs> exactly. It's Wade's mean but street coming through again. We had the, the gentleman with um, one-legged shooter Yeah. on both of my stages. So uh, pretty smart shooter. Took the shots that he got and didn't want to fall down. It's a good thing. Yep. But he did climb the ladder. He did. Climbed the ladder by himself. Got in, got set up. We talked about it before as ROs. Got him set up. He got to shoot, enjoyed every bit of it. Between the females and him, it's a side you don't see in a lot of sports like this because, you know, we like to root for the underdogs, so to speak, and uh, yeah. just the drive, you know, the drive to do it. I like it. Yeah. No, it so awesome. you, just to clarify, so you let him start the stage because generally the competitors would have to start the stage from the mm -hmm. bottom of the ladder. So you allowed him to get up into into the condo and and start from that position. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. They had discussed it earlier. Yeah. It seemed it would be fair. Um, I mean, he'd burn 90 seconds. He had to work hard to get it up, literally up the stairs because they're steep by themselves. So yeah. we got him in place, let him have his mag out. Yep. Started him. Took 10 seconds off his time. He yep. timed out on the first. He may have got the second shot, but... Um, he enjoyed it. He had one of the most amazing attitudes I've seen at a competition, he did. though. Yep. He did. He, yep. he gave Absolutely. every stage a go. Uh, yeah. and, and Appreciative, too. He had a massive smile on his face every time he did it. Yeah, yeah. but I think that that um, also, you know, back on you guys, also that shows that, um, you know, that you're being accommodating. Okay, obviously it is the season finale. Everyone is there for a reason because they are the best shooters uh, for that season. But you've taken that. You know, taking that extra step to try and make it excitable and you know enjoyable for him as well. Um, you know, that, which I think that's excellent. Well, one thing I want to ask you about, Wade, is at the uh, uh, tonight when you guys were doing the presentations, you're talking about the growth of the PRS over the last couple of years. Um, and one of the numbers I heard was was it two years ago you had about 17 or 18 matches, and this last year gone it was 36. That's right. That's exactly right. Wow. What, what, what do you think's led to that sort of huge growth? Um, what, what led to that was uh, um, extremely fast growth in the number of shooters in the sport to the point where 
the matches that were currently being run would not support the number of shooters that wanted to shoot matches. Wow. Yeah, so. right. What, what is that? I mean, there's probably not an average match, but what do you commonly see numbers-wise for the competitions? <clears throat> well, it's changed quite a bit in the last few years. Um, if you said six or seven years ago, a lot of times a typical match would be 40 to 50, maybe 60 shooters in a large match. Yep. And a lot of the matches that we're seeing now will have... Uh, you know, 150 to 200 shooters. Wow. Which, yep. is, which is unbelievable. Yeah. Because yeah, when I first got story. in, yeah. I mean, yeah, you almost had to know somebody to get into a match. <laughs> the problem is finding the distance yeah. and the property and the willing bodies to put in the effort. Yeah. I mean, let's speak to that for a little second. I think that's a great segue. I mean, the FTW Ranch, not just visually, but, I mean, it, it – I mean, it – it is probably one of the best suited places to to shooting a match like this. I mean, Absolutely. you've got multiple ranges that you yeah. can shoot 360 degrees at extreme angles, varying wind conditions, you know, spanning target. I think, I mean, there's, I mean, we've discussed this, Rusty, um, yeah. but there are a couple of places we could think we could possibly do this in Australia, but... I mean, not, not a, as well set up as, not as, as this location. Yeah, I mean, this was a pretty special location. I mean, Wade, you want to tell us to, today, it was, it was impressive. We had two areas, both shooting 360 or yeah. close to. That's right. It's very, but, very rarely that we can find a location that we can do that. But we, we did. We had uh, um, on range 205, the range that we worked on up on the hill today, we did shoot. We moved into a safe position in the center and shot um, six stages in a 360 degree yeah. um, area and on Nubian um, on that range they shot about a 270 degree span yeah. and some of those some of the individual stages actually spanned almost the you know wow. almost at 180 degrees on that particular stage it was huge we were on 205 all day we were Actually, we were all on 205 all we day. were we were all on 205 and, uh, together we couldn't leave <laughs> no, literally, right. we couldn't leave. We, 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 could were, not we were there. Physically leave because, uh, yeah, otherwise we'd probably end up with a bullet somewhere. We'd get shot. <laughs> it was, uh, but it was well managed when targets, and, and only a few times when targets went down, it was uh, very well controlled. And and what I loved was that uh, only some of the some of the stages had to shut uh, shut down. Just the relevant ones. Everything else could keep running, and uh, certainly aided to how smooth the match ran. Yeah, very, very efficient. Very efficient the way it was set up. Um, yeah, it was. It, it's a, it's a testament to the way you guys sort of plan and organize and run your matches. So. Some, something, obviously, for you guys when you're thinking about, it's the landowners and the folks. You really need to connect to them on a level that's just not promotional or um, ju just money-based, right? Um if the landowner feels like you guys are doing something that you really enjoy, I mean, they can feel that. It's just not a superficial thing. That's going to get you a good landowner and a good relationship there. Yeah. I mean, because if the guy's got the land or will let you or will allow you, I mean, there's no better way. Like I said, we had an inner circle, which is basically where we housed everybody all day long, an outer circle, which is our firing zones, you might say. I've been to lots of matches in the past. Tire tracks, grass, litter. Just the general shooters and their attitude. 
everybody portrays an attitude of gratitude with the landowner. More welcome to have you back a lot of times. Yeah, great. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Absolutely. So what, what's on the cards for 2017 then, Way with the PRS here? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. Sorry. It is really loud in this room. Yeah. Well, uh, Wade, Wade actually has spent too many years operating without ear protection. I think. <laughs> that, um, that is true. This, yeah. is an, this is an ad for EarPro. His wife is sitting next to him, just, <laughs> just to let you know. So he's being behaved. So what's on, what's on the cards for PRS in America in 2017? It, in 2017, we have uh, um, over, 30, over 30 matches again on the schedule for yep. this year. We have moved the uh, finale up to early December. Okay. Um, so so we'll, so we'll have a more standard length um, one-year season this year. Um, we are um, we ha- we're having considerable growth in the um, in the uh, club series. Yep. Uh, we we brought Shannon Kay on as a uh, as a board member and to run the run the club series for the PRS. Yeah, brilliant. And so that will hopefully. Uh, what was your membership growth uh, in the last year? Okay, so in 2016, the membership, the active members, were approximately 800, just under 800 shooters. Wow. And uh, the previous year was just over 400, so almost 100% growth. And we've actually had approximately 100% growth every year since the beginning of the PRS in 2012. It's a pretty good business model. That's a that's a very um, it's more shooters, isn't it? It's just more and more uh, people supporting that, this style of shooting, and uh, we've certainly seen that influence over in Australia, no doubt. And uh, I'm sure we'll continue to see that influence over in Australia. So it will be uh, be a good thing. We we probably need to give your uh, your other, your other business a bit of a shout out as well while we're here. I think that's a that's a really great segue, actually. Let, let us know what else you do. Yeah. Well, um, I I run a rifle shop called Studeville Precision. We build precision um, precision rifles for for uh, target shooting and uh, uh, military and LE individuals. Floyd actually uh, works in the shop, um, handles a lot of the the office duties as well as bedding and and uh, rifle assembly. That's amazing. He said you actually do some work. I'm impressed. Sometimes. It's all rumor. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. 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 Uh, brilliant. And and you're uh, you're you've released an action recently. That's that's right. I'm uh, I'm working in partnership with uh, Tate Streeter and Robin Smith, a company called Impact Precision. We make uh, various firearms parts, including muzzle brakes and our new Impact rifle action. Um, the action is a is a uh, modern Mauser style 90 degree turn bolt, and uh, it's got a few features that set it apart from the others. But but uh, the main feature that sets it apart is the fact that we have standardized headspace and barrel tendon dimensions, so yeah, that well. barrels are interchangeable and we can have them on the shelf ready to. And that's ready with to a Remington installed. 700 footprint. It is. It's a Remington 700 footprint design with a one piece bolt 90 degree bolt handle design. And uh, um, they come fully assembled, tested, and and uh, full black nitride finish, ready to build into a rifle. Brilliant! It was it was really nice, actually. I got to shoot um, one of Wade's rifles in two two three this weekend. Yeah, so um, he, he was happy. He was he was happy to give us this rifle and set us up on a couple of stages. Turns out, but 
Hang on, let's, let's go. The rifle was sensational. Oh, he makes a fantastic rifle. Yeah. Um, I just, I just wonder if he knows how to use a torque wrench, uh, because he gave us a rifle oh. with a scope that um, rattles more than one just of our saying. trains. We, just, we just actually, saying. We, we actually set that up just, just, just for, for, those, just for you guys. Yeah. I know, because you don't want us <laughs> showing you up. We'll give these Aussies, we'll give these Aussies <laughs> this dodgy rifle. <laughs> Similar to a real-world test, which you might see in the field. <laughs> so we, we've got so, one more thing to, to finish up with. And we were speaking to Floyd, and Greg says to me, you know what? Floyd sounds the guy, like the guy from Big Buck Hunter. Now, we all know <laughs> anyone back in Australia. That, oh, we all um, know Big Buck Hunter. Yeah, we all know Big Buck Hunter. So okay? We're what, all big what, fans. What we're going to do is we're going to get Floyd to say the line, and then you guys are going to let us know whether or not he sounds like the guy from Big Buck Hunter. All right, so Floyd, what? So, so, so I'll, I'll give you the line, and then, the, and then me, you, you the repeat, line. just just to, re, just to jog your memory. That's a nice buck right there. Hmm. That's a nice buck right there. No. <laughs> no. It needed more. It I needed, needed more. more. Come on, Floyd. Come on, Floyd. Pretend Come on, get Floyd. into it. You, you were too. Ta- oh, you were I don't so want. We don't uh, want it's, podcast. It's different when you're on the range. I know. Live, I know. know. I, I That's want, a nice I, buck right there. There it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> you know, you heard good. it right uh, here on the Precision Shooting Podcast. Um, uh, Floyd, awesome, the voice of Big Buck big Hunter. Hunter. Very good. Well, guys, thank you very much for your time to chat and uh, and talk away. We'll let you enjoy the rest of the night. Thank you, After Russell. you uh, have worked so hard for Thanks, not only a few days, but for many months, I'm sure. Yes. Cheers, you. guys. Thank you. Thanks, fellas. Thanks for listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast. To continue the discussion, check out our Facebook page. And for more information, head to our website, www.precisionshootingpodcast.com.au. This episode was brought to you by Impact Dynamics, advanced training for the precision shooter.